Hello, my name's Gary Shotton. I'm here with you as a part of Inspiring Better Business, and today we're going to talk about fair pay. Wow, paying your employees or subcontractors a fair payment for their work is important, but can sometimes be very difficult. I'm telling you, I have many, many examples of this in my business career, and I've been on both sides of the coin on this one. I've done work and thought I should get paid more, and I've done work as a company for someone, and they refused to pay me, so that was really tough. And then on the other side, I've been the employer, where I have someone working for me, either employee or subcontractor, and at the end of the project, they weren't happy. They wanted paid more. Well, my projects here, and this story comes from actually a question from our groups uh, we call in and talk to, and this group was in uh, Congo, Africa, a very troubled part of the world, but we're calling in and talking them to them regularly, and they're asking these kind of questions. And let me tell the story of what they faced. They had a member in their group that had uh, apparently had some kind of work to be done, and they had hired five individuals to work uh, on this project and had done what seemed to be a pretty fair job of communicating what the pay would be at the end of the day or the end of the project. I think it was just one day. And two in individuals joined them later. I don't know how much later. And they were pretty desperate for work and kind of encouraged or begged to have a job. And so this uh, employer uh, agreed to hire them. And apparently it wasn't quite as uh, clear as it could have been because at the end of the day, <clears throat> as described to us, the job did take longer than expected. It was more work than expected. And so instead of the original agreement with these two individuals to pay them $30, the owner of the business agreed to pay them $50. But these individuals wanted $100. Now the owner was faced with this cutting into almost all of his profit, had very little left over, and on the flip side, he was faced with a, probably a pretty bad reputation in town if these two individuals go around town just spewing how bad a person he was. And this business owner was very conscious of being a Christian testimony. Well, in many ways, that has happened to me over and over again, and so let's just talk about it. Now, as a Christian business owner, yeah, it is good to desire to be a good testimony in the community, but it's going to take some risk. And this uh, workers you're working with could well easily put you in a disadvantage or actually know that you're trying to be at a, a good testimony and take it to their advantage. So I'm going to give you four or five key points here I think that'll help you. They've helped me and uh, certainly I've made as many mistakes as I have uh, in the past been successful, but I'm getting better at it, okay? First of all, number one, the boss is responsible. When you took on the role of being the boss or the contractor taking on the project, you're the one that had to do the estimate. You're the one that had to do the agreement with whatever you're doing at the end of the day. And you're the one that must maintain some kind of responsibility and ultimately the ultimate responsibility to pay your employees uh, carefully and pay them accurately and pay them fairly. Now keep in mind, not everybody's going to be happy, but that is your job and there's no way you can delegate that to someone else. You, you'll, you're going to face this more times than not. I wish it wasn't true. Number two, the worker is entitled to a fair wage. Oh, this is a biblical principle. 
uh, uh, there's no such thing as shorting your pay or cheating your employees. And so there is a moral and biblical and Christian uh, compass that's going to keep you responsible to provide fair pay. Now ultimately, in number three, the biggest issue seems to be come down to communications. And communications is key. There's where the points are going to come. And if nothing else, if you mess up and you're, everybody's mad and you wish you had never done the job, at least learn the lessons and don't do it the same way again next time. It's called the school of hard knocks. You're going to pay a little tuition and so be observant and learn every time. First of all, in this written communi in this communications, you should make clear the scope of the job. Boy, you got to define that clearly. Are you expecting this person to work eight hours? Are you expecting this person to work till the job's done or accomplish a given task? I mean, there's a lot of ways to do a job, so make that clear. Don't just say, hey, come work for me and I'll be fair at the end. Ah, uh, that might work out, but probably not. Then you're going to have to be sure you're clear on the basis of pay. Again, is this person being paid hourly? Uh, is it completing the job? Uh, are they, are they uh, gaining some benefit uh, that is future forth? And, you know, if you get this job, then I'll give you another job. I mean, that basis of pay is pretty important. Now, in communications, that's the big one. Obviously, hindsight 2020, written is always better than just a verbal uh, communications in, in working with on both sides of this, whether you're the contractor uh, doing work for a, a big boss or you're the bo boss contracting somebody else or hiring somebody else uh, working for you. But you know, let's be honest, you're out there, you're digging a ditch, you're working hard. It's kind of hard sometimes to pull out a piece of paper and be that diligent. That's best though. Write it down to begin with, even if it's a short paragraph or a couple sentences. Make sure you come to an agreement. That would be ideal. But if verbal is the only thing, here's why I suggest. Make sure you have a third party listening in at that time, a neutral third party. At least you can say, hey, Joe, come over here. I want to be fair with Bill, and, and I want him to be clear that here's what we're doing today. You guys started early, but Bill started a little late, so here's the pay I've arranged. That would be a little easier. You wouldn't have to be quite that blunt, but it's good to have somebody hear the facts, not necessarily record them, but be aware of it. Then throughout the day, remind the group in a polite way how you're coming. Hey, this job's going well. Looks like we're going to be done on time. Everybody should be happy. Or early on, you might say, hey, there's some unexpected things coming up that I really didn't expect. As we started unfolding the project, things this has started to grow. So remind the group where they're at as you can. And then the big old change order in big contracts. Uh, there's a lot of big multi-million dollar contracts, especially for construction. And it's well known that as things change, and it will, they pull out a pamphlet or a, a multi-layered multi agreement and says this is a change order. And the change order says the scope's changed and now we're going to add to or maybe take away, but mostly add to the revenue due the contractor, due the worker. You know, those change orders is, is probably the key because uh, it, it's going to be a minor way of saying that during the job. And I'm going to give some examples that things have changed. It isn't the same as before. Now, don't remember now, point number one, it's the 
business owner that's responsible to do all this. You have a lot of hats you're wearing, I know. You've got a lot of things going, but when you take on that responsibility of owning and operating a project or being the owner, then you're the one responsible. As things start changing then, number four, deal with it immediately. Don't wait to the end of the day. The business owner uh, can communicate this in a way at the stages and say things like, man, this is not going like I planned. Are you okay? Are we okay about still working for the same wage we agreed to? I need to know now before we get to the end of the day. I might, you might, that might, individual might say, nope, I expect more money. And you could say, well, that's all the money I've got. Adios, goodbye. I'm going to finish the job myself. At least you have dealt with it immediately. Don't assume that it's just going to go away. And uh, when you do that, again, it'd be nice to be in writing. Not always going to happen. It'd be nice to have somebody verbally understand or hear that, that agreement. So you have some kind of a neutral party that asks a little bit as a, as a judge there. Now, I'm going to give some examples and sell some real true stories, and I hope it helps you, and we'll wrap it up here. First of all, uh, I was uh, in a situation uh, in the end of the last day of the year 2000, so that was 18 years ago. And uh, we worked our tail off in a moving business in a big office, and I'm telling you, the individuals on the other end, so I was providing the service, and I became convinced as, the, as this unfolded that they had never intended to pay us the full amount of money that we had agreed to. At the end of the, the job, we finished up, it took long, we, we, we worked hard, and, and we're only expecting to be paid what we were agreed. But a week later, two weeks later, three weeks later, when I go collect the money, they wanted to short pay me. They wanted to pay me less. They wanted to say, hey, this wasn't satisfactory, that wasn't satisfactory, this is all you get. And they wrote me a check for about two-thirds of what I had agreed to be paid. Man, that hurt. Not only cut me out of no profit, that was digging into all kinds of revenue because I had way too much expense on this job. So at the end of that one, I did call and called them on the spot and said, hey, why don't we call in a third party, a neutral party. This is biblical. When you can't agree with something, I think you can go and ask somebody neutral to make kind of like an arbitrator. Arbitrator. And, uh, of course, the, it would help make insult to my project because these were a bunch of attorneys that we were moving, and so they had an upper hand on the legal spot. But I pressed the issue, and I said, you know, I'm not happy with this. I think that we need to use the Bible. He was a Christian, and, let's, and we named two or three people, and we agreed on somebody we felt that would be fair, and we pled our case to them, and we resolved the issue. A second case. Uh, we had a situation, again, I'm supplying the, the, the uh, moving services in this case to someone, so I'm the worker, although I was a company, and I'm moving an individual. And, you know, at the end of the day, again, they had intended never to pay me the full amount. And so they slipped away and kind of made themselves elusive, so it came time to pay, really should have had a check then. They weren't around. I instructed my workers to keep us some collateral. I needed to balance the scale here a little bit. And we loaded up a refrigerator that they owned. It was worth $1,000 or more. And we hauled it back to our shop. Now we can talk with a fair arrangement with, I think this individual was quite unfair. And we came to an agreement and I didn't back off a bit. I'm telling you, I'm not the rug mat. I did all the work. 
you agreed to pay me, I think I had some collateral. That means I have something of value that it wasn't a total lo a lopsided deal where they're, uh, I'm totally at their mercy. Uh, last and certainly not least, I have a ton of examples, but uh, just this year we were remodeling a house. I, I don't go out with a hammer myself. Somebody else handles that as a general contractor, but I was dealing with a subcontractor. And they called me up really upset because I'm the one with the money. And they said, you know, I didn't get paid all that I'm due, and I'm going to take you to court. I'm going to put a lien on this house. And I said, buddy, go for it. First of all, I knew my rights. He didn't do anything correct on his side. He didn't have, if he wanted paid extra, he should have pulled out the change order. He should have pulled out and said, hey, this is a bigger project than I planned. I need to agree right now. He was working for me and I was not, not going to pay him the extra. And he had no change order. He had obviously done this in the past. He was a muscle-bound guy that was going to act like he could even fight me if he wanted to. I didn't need to fight him. I just didn't, uh, uh, didn't ever see him again. I just handled it by phone. Well, I hope these things help you. Uh, you're going to have to be facing, as the business owner, how to pay employees fairly. 